0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, Wrestling Wednesday, my guest today is J.D. Bergman, J.D. Bergman is a two-time All-American from Ohio State University, he's a two-time World Team member, I think he was a two-time All-American, he might have been three, but total stud, can't wait to talk to him, good friend of mine, really smart dude, and uh, let's bring him in. What's going on, buddy?
1: Man, a lot, a lot's going on. crazy world we live in right now.
0: No kidding, how's that baby?
1: she is um, uh, really cute
0: yeah yeah very
1: very cute
0: yeah well she's got good looking parents so she's uh she's gonna be just fine yeah
1: she's she's got a good uh, good good chance
0: yeah cool man you got big Thanksgiving plans
1: we're headed up to my parents tomorrow and my my siblings will be there um, so. My wife's twin sister is coming with us. It'll be good.
0: Cool. Do you have to check in with the governor? Um, you know, uh, we're
1: not going to do that. Uh, I think that I think that uh, it's, it's possible we'll have more than ten people there. Yeah, I'm not. not but unfortunately, because of different reasons, we're it's just going to be our immediate immediate family instead of like the forty some that is typical. Yeah. Uh, so. But
0: uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm wondering how, you know, my my in-laws talk to the cops all the time around here. And, uh, you know, we've got all these crazy rules in California and every cop they talk to is like, yeah, we're not enforcing any of that. We're not (laughs) going to, you know, we're not going to go around harassing people.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, in the First Amendment, I think it is. I mean, you're allowed to peaceably, peaceable assembly or whatever. So I don't think they can enforce it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are forgetting about the uh constitution.
1: <laughs> and most never learned it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too.
1: It's up it's up to leaders like you and I to hopefully share some truth and love and and uh, ask questions and help people think and
0: Yeah. Hopefully well, find
1: some better content.
0: We'll we'll get to some of the things that we uh that we think are kind of crazy about what's happening, but uh, I wanted to talk to you first about your your wrestling career uh how old were you when you started wrestling jd you know i'm not
1: 100 positive i've always said 10 uh right around 10 because um but i mean the first year i put shoes on i went to some open like biddy bitty wrestling practices maybe competed in a tournament or maybe that was my second year maybe competed but even within the first year or two of my wrestling i only competed in two or three tournaments so it's not like, my dad was really smart. My dad won the state title in 1972 for Cardinal Stretch, which had, which had a good program. My dad was uh, 1 of 14, and all of his brothers, you know, all my uncles, my uncle coached me in high school, but he brought me around wrestling tournaments. He didn't, this is a good tip for some wrestling parents, like he, he didn't like, you know, force me to do it or pressure me or anything. And just, we asked to wrestle, my yeah. my, my two brothers and I. So I started around... I say like fourth grade is when I put wrestling shoes on started learning the stance and stuff. Um, and pretty quickly, pretty much started wrestling freestyle and Greco um, and folk style at the same time around sixth grade probably or, or so. Yeah. And it was a little nerve wracking. Lost a lot, but one more and then just kept going.
0: Yeah. you were. It made you nervous
1: right from the start? Well, I mean wrestling Greco Roman upper body and trying to like cram the, like cram, learn the rules before going to the tournament. But (laughs) our mindset was I had a good coach. I had a really good coach. Uh, we called him coach E or Mr. E. He was my social studies teacher, uh, Mike Eschrick. He was one of the best youth coaches in Ohio. And I I think it was him. And then my uncles and my dad, I don't know who exact told me, but it was basically a wrestling match. The wrestling match gives you experience. So I, I, you compound that over years. I had so much more experience, um, and you can see that when I got to the Olympic level, like I'm very comfortable with the body really with about anybody, um, yeah. in the world. And just like, I just started wrestling all three and, um, some guys were, I think whether they were focused on baseball or scared to do that. I just got to a point where I was wrestling more, way more matches in the, in the summer, spring and summer than I was during the middle school years and stuff.
0: Yeah, you were great at upper body. Um, did did you ever consider trying out for world teams on Greco on the Greco side, or did you?
1: Yeah, I, I, and I actually did with with without really training. So the years that I, there was one year. I guess I never really committed to it, but Rich Bender wanted me to because I, you know, Jake Varner and then Kyle Snyder were there, and he just wanted me to go be the guy in Greco. Not that I would just. Made it easily. I sure. think I had the potential to, uh, maybe, but I, there were some good guys there. Uh, it was it was shallow though, the weight and Greco. But I never committed to it. I just thought I enjoyed Greco. Folk style is my third favorite wrestling uh, oh, really? style. Um, uh, but I thought if I could use the weapons of leg attacks as well as upper body and freestyle, I don't want to focus on Greco. I I wanted to focus on freestyle so um but i didn't i didn't do very well i went to the the trials one year in greco uh when i didn't make the freestyle team with you know hardly any if if any greco training and i didn't fare very
2: very well
0: yeah i recently had uh dennis hall on who is you know the greatest greco roman wrestler america's ever had and uh and I was telling him that it's one of my biggest regrets about my career that I never tried Greco because all I did was upper body. I didn't have very great leg attacks, and almost everything I did was upper body. So it's one of my biggest regrets that I never uh, really focused on it or even tried it. I never wrestled in a match, you know, just practiced sometimes. But um, as good as you were at wrestling, uh, you were also great at football, right? What was your position? Yeah, I...
1: Football, people surprised to hear this, but it was by far my favorite sport from an enjoyability, if that's a word. Um just <laughs> just it's just so so fun. I love football. I was a running back and linebacker. I was also our punter and um I there's some there's a funny story that I I, I didn't really have the perspective just like any nineteen year old doesn't, so I wanted to get on Ohio State, Ohio State football team as soon as possible, but I had a broken hand from the U S open. And I also, um, had torn cartilage in my ribs still from the NCAA tournament. I was, a, uh, you know, after I had a good freshman year, I jumped right into the team because coach Trestle said he'd like me to be a walk-on and I already had the scholarship in wrestling. Russ Helixson was a three sport athlete, Wisconsin, uh, football, baseball, and wrestling at one, at one time. So he understood that. And that's what made me sign at Ohio state. Cause I actually thought I would end up, playing football and never wrestling again, give my scholarship back and take a scholarship of football. Um, I do think that would, I I do think that could have happened in a different, but I had four knee surgeries and stuff. So, but I got my punt blocked in like in front of 60 or 70,000 people in the spring game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cause I was, I was trying to make the team as a punter, which because I couldn't do contact. I, I had my hand and my, my cartilage, my ribs hurt. So yeah. I had a decent, I had a decent leg and they, 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 I was good enough in practice to get a shot and, uh, it was a really bad snap, and not not to make an excuse, but <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny uh, that that story reminded me of it wasn't in front of sixty thousand people. But when I was a kid, they I played soccer and they put me. They wanted me to be goalie, so I practiced all week. You know, I watched like that movie Victory, and I got to where I could dive to the side and catch the ball. And they put me in the game, and they scored. We were winning two to nothing, and they put me in, and within like fifteen minutes, we were losing four to two. Mm. <laughs> So, Man. anyway, it wasn't 60,000 people, but uh, I haven't thought about that in a long time. It made me think of that. It was funny. Um, I, bet you were a, I bet you were a heck of a load to bring down when you were playing running back. I would hate to see you running towards me with the ball.
1: Yeah, I, I, was, um, I was 205 at as as my senior year and, um, and, and did well. I was first team All-State running back. and, and uh, In Ohio, that's a big deal. Well, what I found out, I found out years later. I didn't know this. I don't keep track, but my uncle told me that the the guy that was second team behind me in the same division was Antonio Pittman, who played for Ohio State. He was their starting running back um, oh, wow. a year or two later, and then he went to play in the NFL for a little bit. Um, so, man, I, I, I really wish I could have played in some in some way, but obviously, God chose uh, or God helped me in a lot of capacities. Um, and and wrestling opened a lot of doors and offered a lot of experiences so yeah um and obviously wrestling is super enjoyable too just in comparison playing football and then you yeah. know, training for wrestling for me it wasn't even wasn't even close but that, that's that's going back almost almost 20 years now
0: yeah well it's it's got to be more fun than wrestling because i loved wrestling and i was pretty good at it but it it's it's hard man
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um did you ever consider going anywhere else besides ohio state yeah, I looked at Penn State and
1: uh was talking to Iowa, went up to Minnesota, um but but no, ultimately ultimately because Russ Helks, and he knew how much I enjoyed football um and he had got me a meeting with Coach Tressel prior to me signing. It wasn't they were giving me an opportunity to play football and I had the wrestling scholarship as well. Uh that was there was nowhere else um I was considering cuz I, I I really wanted to play fo- football in college.
0: Yeah. And you were a two-time high school state champ, is that right?
1: Yeah, my last two years.
0: Okay. How'd you do your freshman, sophomore year? Freshman
1: year, I went to state, and I did not know what really being in cardiovascular shape was. Um, after my freshman year, I was winning both my matches at the state tournament and, and lost, um, and I was 0-2, and, 2, and I, I think ability-wise, I definitely probably could have been a state placer. Um didn't know what Real cardio was that next that summer I think I went to Olympic training Center and I talked to some coaches out there and I learned more
2: about conditioning and, and uh, putting in the extra
1: time and and we also thankfully at the same time had a guy named Ferd Miller who is Ian Miller's dad okay he started, he started running uh, what we called thirds uh, they're just called extra workout now or something. Um, but my uncle, George, is a phenomenal high school wrestling coach, one of the best in Ohio. And then there was optional first workouts after at 7.30 at night. And if you want to be good, you just went to those. Um, so it was basically an hour of extra drilling and extra conditioning, like like sprint, like sprint, sprints. Um, it, it, it sucked. So some days there would be you'd go, you'd get up at 5 or whatever, you'd lift from 6 to 7 a.m., which, that's always, That's always been a sore spot for me. Is, is the real early mornings?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, so you'd lift uh, at six a.m. wrestle after school for two hours with two miles two miles worth of sprint laps, wow. um, and and some rope climbs before wrestling practice starts, and then you go home, eat, maybe watch a show or something, and then go right back to the school seven thirty to eight thirty. Um, go, go home and obviously try to do some homework before you fall asleep. Um, and so some days were that, that was, that was three days a week. Um, and then every day there was two days. Okay. So, um, that was kind of, that's become normal at, at our school. And I'm glad it did because that just puts you, I mean, way ahead. Um, Yeah. So your sophomore year, how did that go? Sophomore year, I broke my back. My first major injury, I fractured disc my back and, um, I wrestled 189 when I weighed 185, and I probably would have been 171 if I wouldn't have gotten injured. I think.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, worked out because my cousin wrestled that weight, and um, that year I think Jared Dillers won the tournament 171. That's who I beat in the semifinals the next year, and uh, um, it's funny Jared ended up beating me in, in, in college. <laughs> you know so we kind of went back and forth um uh talented talented wrestler and good good friend yeah um i don't see him very often but so uh so yeah there's there always those you know like man i could have been a three-timer or something maybe but yeah uh, um but yeah man, I was undefeated in my last two years
0: okay cool when you, when you got to ohio state were you competitive right away or did you take some beatings was there a, like a learning curve
1: um, Anton Talmont has graduated, and they wanted me to fill the role at 197 as a true freshman. Okay. So, relative to the the freaks like Kyle Dake and Steber and those guys, um, I wasn't on that level of of you know. I just didn't know that I could do that, and 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 I, I don't, I wouldn't put myself on that level. Um, but because I, I lost. I don't know, 14 matches my freshman year. Um, and finally, finally figured, and I wasn't getting, I mean, I, I, I only, I mean, I did get majored twice, which is embarrassing. Um, but one of those guys that majored me, I beat at the NCAA tournament that, that year. Um, I ended up getting third, um, and I lost first round. It was a crazy how that, that, that all came together. But, um, so the next year I was ranked second behind, uh, john trench of lehigh and uh we wrestled in an all-star wait no i lost him at the midlands tournament i wrestled an all-star match and beat scott barker from oregon okay it's a long time ago now but um, i didn't place that year my sophomore year okay. um i just messed up i lost first round every time every year and still lays until my until my senior year wow so
0: so your freshman year, you you've got third. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So even though you had fourteen losses, you ended up winning. You ended up getting third in NCAs.
1: Yeah, I was seven and one in NCAAs. I lost first round, one seven. Wow.
0: So was there a point in your career or in your that year where you became you turned a corner from going? Do you remember one specific moment where you went from being a great high school wrestler to a great college wrestler? Um, or was it just gradual?
1: Well, I think I think that um, I mean lo- losing losing fourteen matches um, doesn't correlate usually with getting third, but it, it makes sense in in my pr- perspective. If you're a true freshman taking the beatings, kind of like learning. I mean, you c- I could be more talented than somebody, but if you're wrestling division one and you're yeah. strong, and it's it's not like. And my, my that's why I didn't like folk style that much overall, not just for Ohio State, but I didn't like folk style as much because you can't really beat somebody that bad. I don't think. I mean, some guys have, you know, don't get it wrong. Sure. Um, if you're very very skilled on top and stuff, and I wasn't like a takedown machine, um, but there's guys that I, I I think that maybe I was more I had more ability that I would lose to four to two
2: or or maybe beat three to four be so nervous that i would lose to this unranked guy who's a division one college wrestler in the big 10 so um but i think
1: uh i expected to win um and the confidence or putting things together didn't really even happen until the the NCAA tournament really um
0: so getting third as a true freshman is a huge i mean that's awesome dude have you ever thought yeah, yeah, uh, about how great that was? Uh, it was it was really cool because that we had a really rough year. Um, we had five
1: hammers, and we had five guys that you just couldn't count on. And, and usually, we won five matches, lost five matches, and we lost to I think seven or eight top ten or fifteen teams by okay. one match in a duel. And um, but we got I think eighth. I think we got eighth at the Big Ten tournament and third in the country as a team. Oh wow! Which shows shows how hard the Big Ten tournament is. But we had we brought five guys to the NCAA tournament, all five all American. That was the most all Americans Ohio State had ever had at that time, and that was the highest place we ever had. It was best team in, in Ohio State history. It was five or four seniors and me: uh, Johnny Clark, Tommy Rollins, Blake Kaplan, uh, Jeff Ratliff. Okay. Um, so, and that was kind of. I had the the weight on me the next year and uh, I I didn't carry it that well. I mean from a uh, you know all American standpoint, but junior, junior year, lost first round, got fourth. Okay. Lost to Chris Chris Weedman um, or Weidman uh, in the third and fourth match. If I would have won that match, which I think I was winning in the last, with the last forty five seconds left. Um, if I would have won that match, I'd have been the only guy I think to ever lose first round and get third twice, which that would have been freaking cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but
0: uh, how yeah. how hard is that to lose in the first round and then you know I've, I've never heard of I've heard of people doing that like at kid state or high school state, but not at the NCAA tournament. There's only a handful of guys that have done that, right?
1: Um, I think at the time I was a third or maybe fourth. Um, and now there's been a few since me, it might still be single digits. Um, it, it, if it's, it's probably around, around 10, uh, or under 10. Okay. But, um, it, I mean, it's hard. You got to have your stuff together and, and, the, the, I don't know why that was. I think it, for me, uh, the mental side of wrestling was the hardest part. Um, and then, and then just trying to stay healthy. Um, but it, it once once the pressure I, for some reason was off. You know, now I already lost. Now it's just like fight, and I got nothing to lose. Because I can't win the tournament, and yeah. um, I think I was able to wrestle a little bit more to my ability. Um, you know,
0: more free. Yeah, it's it is so mental wrestling. You know, like like there's so much so many things I wish I could have back. But um, the most the biggest thing for me was I just. I would get if if I if I didn't know who someone was, I could wrestle with anybody. And then you started if then if then you started rattling off their stats or something. All of a sudden I became a different a different guy. Did you run into that at all or, or what was the mental part for you?
1: Um yeah, yeah, I mean I think um, sometimes it was maybe respecting somebody too much or 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 the the opposite. Um, sometimes when, um, on paper, if a guy, I can definitely clearly say that, you know, in the international level, if I'm wrestling a world champion, um, he, he's won the world or he, he medaled in the worlds, um, on paper, I'm supposed to lose that match. Um, so I'm wrestling and, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to explanation for that, but, um, in co- in college, when I, when I was wrestling somebody that I, I definitely on paper or or whatever I'm supposed to be, I'm ranked. This guy's not ranked or not ranked very high. And I'm in a close match with them. The amount of nerves that you can get, like, man, if I don't win this match, that's embarrassing. Or, or if I don't win by more, like why am I only up by a point? Um, Yeah. Then, then there, if you, your mind can really only think of one thing at a time. So if you're focused on not getting tired um, or not losing, then that, that's what you focus on. That's what you give energy to and grow. And, and my legs would sometimes shut shut down, even though I was in good shape. I was mentally exhausting myself. Um, so, uh,
0: but yeah, it, it's hard. You know, I talk to people all the time about you put in so much training and you put in so much. You know, you work hard for two hours and then sometimes you get more tired in six or seven minutes. Than you do in two hours. And it's just that mental, that mental part of it, you know? And, and sometimes, sometimes you got it down and you're fine and you're just flowing out there. And then other times after the first period, you're like, man, we got two more of these. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, all the years that you wrestled high school, college, international is there one victory that stands out as your greatest or your best? Um, made you feel the best after you won or? Um,
1: the, the one that I think of is, um, my senior year, I was wrestling, I was think I was 42 and Oh, and the guy that I was, Oh no, I'm sorry. My junior year, I was 40 something and oh And the guy I was wrestling was 45 and one or something. And I think he was a year older and, um, you know, that's a, He's got a great record. I got a great record when the state finals. I'm not maybe supposed to be there in the state finals. Um, and it was 0-0 going into the second period. He chooses down, which is smart. And I ran what we worked on at Oak Harbor all the time, a two-on-one series where uh, I actually bulldogged his arm. Um, I don't know if they call it that there. And ran an armbar to the other free arm um, and pinned him in the second period, oh. uh, which – was just that was one of the coolest feelings because I like just jumped up like just yeah pumped you know yeah. um so to have that much on the line and then pin in the state finals when it's zero zero going into the second period that was that was big uh, there's probably other ones sure. um you know um from an accolade standpoint I I, I think I I beat a world champ from. Or no, world finalist maybe from Turkey. And it was really cool because Angel Escobedo and uh Keith Gavin Travel Delagnev, we all
2: beat the Turkey guy. Nice. And that and, and, and Travel beat that guy that's like um I should know his name. Agul.
1: Agul the oh.
0: Taha Agul.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time they wrestled I think it's the first time they wrestled, Travel beat him. I beat I beat their world world finalist It was all at one small tournament in Poland. And, uh, so that was cool. Um, but I think my,
2: my story, you know, when, when I write a book someday it is way more
1: the, the near misses, the the losses, the seconds and the
0: thirds. I, yeah. that is, and, and I don't want to belittle my career or anything,
1: sure. but, uh, how thin a thread there is in, yeah. in, in, in any Olympic sport, um, uh, for sure. And any, but, uh, Learning, learning the, the the mental game, the the character development, the um, overcoming, basically persevering, like a lot of losses and a lot of persevering, a lot of learning from from losses and, uh, yeah, the heartbreak from training. I mean, you can train. I trained twenty two years and didn't get the result that I was going for. Now I didn't start out even thinking of that result, but right. but but still, I mean, having that very reasonably. Within reach and not, not even making an Olympic team. You know, is is was difficult. You know, um, but I mean, it was a training ground for being able to be a leader now sure. in 2020. Be a leader in this world where people really don't know how to be. Um, a,
2: they don't. A lot of people don't know how to better themselves and be a great a great husband, a great dad. Not really learning that stuff, and that's more important. And I've got a chance of meet just really extraordinary people uh that are successful in every aspect of life and i think that's what that's probably one of the biggest things wrestling prepared me for
1: and and gave me an extra level of confidence yeah in that
0: um yeah and everything that happens in our lives you know they they all lead us to where we're at right now so it's hard to to lament too much on things that you can't control Mm -hmm. especially in the past or or to you know i try to look at them now as a that had to have happened for me to be where i'm at you know god doesn't make mistakes so everything that happens is for a reason and um i wanted to ask you about your matches with varner was he uh was he dirty
1: (laughs) it's funny i don't know if he'll see this or somebody in the wrestling community i i just i'm just an honest dude i i i respect jake you know sure. I, I like it relative relatively you know i mean we're we're both retired yeah. um to answer your question since i'm an honest guy for sure yeah <laughs> yeah uh, not not as much to me i think he would have if he could have um but i definitely saw him do some dirty things to kill kill gore at the trials um and uh yeah i mean but it, but that's there's a there's a scale there um uh, I don't want to call out anybody else, but just because you asked, I think there's an element of that. I mean, he's just a tough, tough, tough sure. guy, you know? Yeah, I remember. Sorry, go ahead. I'm so much more like a people person, you know, sanguine, outgoing guy, and he's more quiet and um, always, you know, game face and stuff. And, yeah. But, I mean, I mean I'm, I've heard he's a, just a phenomenal guy, coach, and family man, so. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember you saying something. I saw you at—I don't remember where it was—the U.S. Open or at World Team Trials or something—and you saying something about him jamming his thumb in your neck. And uh, and I saw—I've seen him fish hook the heck out of people. He's like, All right.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. You know what? I forgot that um, yeah. one. One year, one—it must have been one U.S. Open. Yet I, he bruised my Adam's apple. Okay. He was—he was squeezing my Adam's apple underneath uh, in our in our tie-up. Um, because it hurt to swallow for a few days afterwards
0: yeah god i imagine a guy that strong creasing on your adam's apple yeah um (laughs) no matter how strong you are your adam's apple is only so freaking you know um who did you beat to make your world teams you made two right
1: yeah the first time was barner in 2010 um
0: i oh you beat him to make a world team
1: yeah okay yeah
0: yeah
1: it's a I mean, for the wrestling nerds out there, it's a pretty crazy run from 2008 to 2016 that those four, those eight years, um, when doctors told me to start retiring in 2008 and I've been able to forego a fifth knee surgery, two shoulder surgeries and a back surgery that the doctor said I needed. Mm -hmm. Um, and the health journey I went on, um, and then, and then not retiring and continue to train for that much longer. Um, I, I, in a perfect world, I, I I would have loved to be on all those teams, and I think you know healthy and focused JD I think could could have been, um, um, but uh, 2010 and 2013. Okay, I, I beat Pendleton in 2013.
0: Yeah, that's I remember uh, you you have to beat him twice, right? So you pinned him in the second one, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess that I guess that was
1: uh, that was a pretty good feeling. I forgot about that one, but it like a, like a eighteen second pin or something. Yeah,
0: you were fired up after that. I remember that.
1: I was really focused. I had gotten in. That was probably the healthiest I ever was. I was eating. I was completely fat burning. Um, it was, you know,
2: keto esque diet before keto was cool, um, yeah. and I. I felt I literally felt like I could remove someone's head off their body. If, if, <laughs> if I, I would never do
1: that, but sure. that's how I felt. I felt like it was unfair. Um, just how, how good I felt.
0: Yeah. What's it like to wrestle in a, in a world championship?
1: Um, it's an honor for sure. I mean, I love this country, and I love it more and more the more I've had a chance to learn and sift through the false narratives of the history of our country. And yeah. it's just a huge honor to wear the USA. And, um, you know, I, 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 have this flag, uh, behind us and it's actually, uh, from the same era that, um, Francis Scott key wrote the national anthem. It's an authentic flag. I don't know what wow. year that was, but it's got 15 stripes and 15 stars, a, a police officer friend of mine, uh, <clears throat> who happens to be uh, black, um, gave me this flag you got it from a special forces guy okay um so that that's the first part of the answer that it was just honor for sure um definitely definitely a lot of nerves definitely nerve-wracking unfortunately um and i would say that the training for all that time and then not bringing home metal just i mean awful yeah that's that's like the i think that's the last time i got drunk and i didn't even plan on drinking i didn't really drink much before then or after then, but I went out with my family in Moscow and, and I literally went to just eat dinner cause I do like food a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I had an inside out t-shirt and my, my, my rep, my, uh, warm up like workout shorts. So I clearly wasn't going out. Yeah. I like, uh, I looked like a scrub and there was vodka at all the tables. And, um, that's, I think that's the last time. I really you know drank it uh, yeah. didn't didn't go so well that night um, <laughs> but I've, I finished I think like ninth or something in the world yeah. based on ranking but I didn't I didn't get a medal so that was a heartbreaker 2013 I was winning my match and and uh, uh, got thrown and pinned and if I would have just scouted that guy more he did the same thing I think to Daniel Cormier and some other guys and that's that's about. I think that's his best move. I, and I, Again, I was winning the match 2-0 two to two zero or something. Why the heck? Uh, but I was doing what I did the whole summer,
2: pressuring yeah. guys over body, and he had a really nice throw. Um, and then he didn't make...
1: He got fifth. He didn't... Wait. Yeah. He got he got into the third-place match, but he didn't make the final, so I'm out. I don't okay. get... You know? So, that... It, it's, I mean, it sucked bad. I mean, train for that long, and then have the opportunity. You don't get the opportunity to wrestle in the world championships uh, very often, if ever, and... Yeah, so it, it was it was tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like what you said about representing your country. I'll be honest, for you know, there was a long time in my life where I, I you know, I loved America and everything, but I, I found patriotism kind of cheesy or something, you know, I didn't think much about it. And now, man, I am so thankful for what our forefathers did for us and, and the, the colonials, you know, fighting in the American Revolution and all that stuff. And I've watched all these things on the History Channel and we should all be so, That it kind of drives me crazy. The people who aren't thankful for the fact that they live in America and what those guys did for us, um, it, it bothers me sometimes. So that's cool that you were able to represent the country.
1: Well, I don't, I, I, on a forum like this, if you want to call this a forum, without being able to know somebody and hear their heart and hear what pain they have and hear what's happened to them personally, um, I, I, I. I don't, I want to avoid like super controversial subjects just to talk about them because I love people first and foremost, any, everybody, I literally love people, but I despise misinformation almost equally as much. I despise, um, uh, the devil and, and, and liars. Um, so what's unfortunate is most people, especially younger, uh, and the younger generations, they've heard, that's, that's my one month, almost one month old. Uh, they've heard, they've heard only a hyper-focused narrative of some things and, and actually a lot of lies to back that up. The education system has been polluted big time. Yeah. Um, so, but I wouldn't, I would think the way they think if I got the information they got as well. Right. But yeah. it's just not true. Most people know nothing about the real history of America and the Constitution, unfortunately. So, you just got to keep digging and if you're ta- if you're learning from someone that's super angry and doesn't have fruit on the tree in their life, no offense to friends of mine that have been divorced a few times they're not bad people necessarily. Um, I'm not taking their advice when it comes to marriage.
0: Yeah.
1: They don't have fruit on the tree. Um, when you, when you want to really understand, you know, the history of our country. Anyway, um, I, I, I've, I don't know if I'll coin this, but I, I, I feel like there's systemic programming. Oh yeah. Programming is, is what's happened. We've been programmed to believe and make certain decisions. Um, and I want to help people sift through, you know, the narrative that mainstream media and big tech is trying to really get us to divide our country and get us to uh, be scared of one another, hate one another, look at identity politics and all that stuff. You know, it's like, first of all, we're all Americans.
0: I don't believe in hyphenated Americans. Yeah. Uh, we're all Americans. Uh,
1: we're all, in my opinion, we're all God's kids. Yeah. You know, we have a lot more in common. Than we have apart so i'm okay with someone that disagrees with me on something and i'd be happy to listen and not just i'm not going to preach anybody I'm not going to necessarily i want to build relationships build bridges and and talk about things and i think we'd be way more on the same page if we could do that but social media <laughs>
0: does the opposite yeah so. and it's almost by design you know that they're trying to separate us hundred percent you know even even yeah. like even like the laugh emoji, I made a joke about this not too long ago, but um, I, I said the laugh emoji when used on something not meant to be funny is a thinly veiled F you, you know? Like if you put something up that you mean, that, that means something to you and somebody laughs at it, it it's so condescending, you know? It, it drives me crazy, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you shouldn't be able to use the laugh emoji on, you know? But it's almost designed to make people argue with each other, you know, and I don't like that part of it at all. I've been trying to stay off it lately because it just it just wears on me you know i I can't stand when someone doesn't see my point of view when they not not that they don't they' not that they have to agree with me, but when they when they twist what I'm trying to say into something else that's probably my right. biggest pet peeve about social media right.
1: Well, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's hard when you've had years, and for some, decades of programming um, of certain content, certain information. Not that it's all bad. You don't have to throw the, the baby out in the bathwater. Um, but it's hard for people to comprehend. There's 50, 50 to a hundred years in some of these these um, elitist plans, and you know, and I'm sure some people would immediately, you know, they start. Uh, It's got this conspiracy theorist. Well, the, the term conspiracy theory, uh, conspiracy theorists and stuff like that, that's been pushed out by the CIA in the fifties, but people don't know that, um, to shut your brain (laughs) off, and you'll, the news will put some stuff out and, and they'll, they'll they'll almost make fun of it to get it out there. They'll report on it and put a funny spin on it to get people to almost shut it off. Like that's silly to even think. So we don't think, Yeah. um, but I'm a very sane person. I'm a very intelligent person. Uh, school was very hard for me. I didn't uh, do.
2: Uh, it was. Uh, I w- well, I wasn't that great at, at school. I got good grades because
1: I tried hard and I cut the corners I did what I had to do. But um, but I know that I'm a relatively intelligent person, and, and uh, I know that other people that think completely differently and probably would call me a conspiracy theorist uh, also are smart, intelligent people. So. Let's have a conversation and figure it out instead of just making a snap judgment out of emotions. Um,
0: yeah, uh, but yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I've got a couple wrestling more wrestling questions, but I'll ask them towards the end of the podcast. Um, you have a, a great faith in Jesus, and you were kind of an inspiration to me. Like I've always believed in God and everything, but um, you were one of the people that made me want to be a, a better Christian. And I've and I've ran into a lot of people lately that make me want to be a better Christian, a better man, which I think uh, when you want that, I think God puts those people in your path, like I've talked to Rick Williams and Dennis Hall and Tom Ryan, and and it's all been these guys that, and yourself, and and people that have a great faith, and uh, I was curious what, uh, if if one thing um, made you want to like, delve into it more. Like, I'm sure you always, I don't know if you always believed in God or what your background was, but was there one specific moment or thing that made you yeah. want to? What was that? Yeah, well,
1: um, well, it's humbling to hear, man. Um, gosh, I mean, that's that's it for for people that are authentic, you know, Christians and, and they have a relationship with God, and they're no matter where they're at in the path and their and development and their maturity, um, that's the coolest thing to hear about. Like, being able to be salt and light. I think even more important than the great commission is being salt and light and glorifying God right now.
2: Yeah.
1: If 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 people don't see Jesus in our life at all, what are we doing? <laughs> That's it's frustrating and I'm, I'm good to your question in a second, but like the, I think it's super sad. You got all these great people. Some are saved. Some have a relationship with Jesus. Um, then they know what that means and, and they're actually trying to, but they're, they're taking in so much content in their eye gates and ear gates through game of thrones and fancy football and all these
2: things that take up all their time mm-hmm. where it limits the fruit. It limits the fruit, you know? Um, so to answer your question, I grew
1: up going to church every Sunday. Um, I didn't drink, didn't party. I was, I basically, from an accolade standpoint, kind of relate to Saul, Saul to Paul story in a way. Now I didn't murder, murder Christians, (laughs) but, but I really, I really had a lot of accolades. I got the full ride scholarship. I, I, prom king, you know, student council, whatever, like musicals, choir, uh, football star wrestling, you know, at my school, that was cool to do the, you know, the acting and that type of stuff. But um, so I did it all. I didn't party. I was immoral. I was trying to be humble outwardly at least.
2: Um, And then I realized when I tore my first ACL at Ohio
1: state through athletes in action, uh, FCA had planted some, some seeds. I think when I was in high school, I realized that all I had had that's that far in my life was filthy rags and that I, I knew about God, but I didn't know him. And when I, when, when you talk to people that even mentioned Jesus and like talk about that, that's not locker room talk. Right. So those people to me, I thought were some, I thought were judging me. Some I thought were religious weirdos. Um, and I was like, what do you mean you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Like, the guy died 2000 years ago. I, I get, I, I know the Bible stories and that type of thing, but I didn't know that you could have like an, like actually, like I know you, Tim, like I, like I, you're, we're friends. I know what it's like, you know, we had, we had, uh, uh you know, dinner at, um, out in LA, Roscoe. you know, Roscoe's chicken waffles. Yeah. You know, I know what you and Casey's like, I haven't met your little cute boy yet, but, um, we'll have to do a play date or something one of these times. Uh, but I didn't know that you could know Jesus like that, and you can learn His character from the Bible. And I, I would diagnose learning stability, so I wasn't going to read that fat Bible. Like you don't know what it's saying half the time, you know. <laughs> but at four at four thirty in the morning, after praying with two Ohio State football players and an Ohio State swimmer at a athletes in action retreat in Zeno, Ohio, is a, a winter retreat. Um, I had heard stuff that weekend that I'd heard my whole life growing up, but it meant it was like I heard it in Russian my whole life. And, and everything was clicking. And I realized, man, I knew these guys. They, they knew something I didn't know. And they had something I didn't have. And they had peace of where they were going if, if they died tomorrow or whatever. And they asked me, how sure are you if you died? I'm like 95%. I thought that was a good answer. And now now I know like like 100%. Sorry, these uh, awesome ladies are changing diapers uh,
0: behind my professional setup here on my couch. Uh um uh four thirty in the
1: morning. What's that? You said four thirty in the morning. Four thirty in the morning, and I realized what am I doing not what am I doing not opening up the Bible because that's God's character in words. That's literally the word became flesh. So the word the word, like the word of God was already there before Jesus became Jesus. And, and the Bible is the same the Bible. The Bible and Jesus is the same. The Bible is the only sounds crazy to people. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, but it's actually an alive, it's a book that's alive. If you don't have humility and the Holy spirit to help you interpret it. If you're an atheist and you're, and you have kind of an animosity towards God and you read it, you may not get anything out of it. Yeah. Um, but I started reading, I opened it up at four in the morning. My heavenly father helped me read it. Like I, I like that's the first miracle in my life actually. Okay. probably that I can remember because I, I used to fall asleep when I read it. took me uh, 45 minutes to read one page one time. Now I think I was also really tired. So my eyelids were like, I was just doing this for like 45 minutes. Yeah. But I read that for a half an hour at four thirty in the morning after dodgeball, after all this playing up, playing cards, praying for a couple hours. I gave my life to Christ and I read that Bible from four 30 to five in the morning. I was 21 in 2006. Okay. When I come back to Ohio State, nothing makes sense. I hadn't gone to church on my own as a college kid for two and a half years. It makes zero sense besides Jesus Christ changed my life, yeah. and I just gave him the wheel. I just gave him the wheel. I'm like, well, I'm doing a really good job. I'm already an All-American. I'm already doing all this stuff great by the world standards, but I realized it was filthy rags. I'm like, you're telling me I can give my life over to to God and he can live through me and, and I can have more peace. I can have a better life. I can have more joy, more happiness and he can do more with my life than I can. The King of the earth, why wouldn't the King, why wouldn't I give over my life to the King of the universe? He gave me my life anyways. Yeah. So I re- relinquished that and I started going to Bible studies. But I mean, dude, this is hilarious. Like it makes it literally, I was already good enough. I, you would not find me in a Bible study before this time. But I went to Bible study on Mondays. I went to athletes' maximum meeting on Wednesdays. I went to real-life Campus Crusade for Christ uh, meetings on Thursdays. Three nights a week, a busy Division one college kid who already thought he was good enough before this instance started going to seek after God three nights a week. That's called being hungry. And I so am I. I changed. I became like a Jesus freak for a second because I didn't have people skills. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking a lot right now. But I when I, I meet it. somebody. When I meet somebody, it, whether it's a homeless person or whether it's a billionaire, um, I'm comfortable with anybody in between. I genuinely love people, and I flipped my Jeep driving to Cleveland to speak at St. Ed's. I, I was driving 80 to 70. Since flipping my Jeep, I know for a fact why I'm breathing. I I, I want to help as many people as possible figure that out. I know for me it's to help people become healthier spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. We just get dealt the wrong information so that we booby trap ourselves and we, we numb ourselves. And we, there is a, there is a programming and a, and a numbing of the culture. So we comply. And, um, I want to help people find that peace and joy and, and more fulfillment in life. That's my biggest thing. So that was way more than you asked for, but 2006 when I was 21, I have not put the Bible down and it's the Bible app sometimes, but I haven't stopped reading it. And, coming from my background in reading the fact that I don't have a TV in my place and I, am not going to have one until I have a theater in my home one day. And the fact that I read the Bible every day, that's because I've been around people that don't just say they're
2: Christians. They, the way they look at you and love you in their validation of who you are, uh, the, the
1: way that they have peace, joy, love, happiness, kindness, patience. That's what I want to encourage. Everybody out there has been hurt by the church. Man, if you if you have been hurt by people that don't have those things, take it with a grain of salt. No one's perfect. Yeah, no one's perfect. The 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 worst
0: part about Christianity is Christianity are Christians, obviously Christians that that are, are not doing a great job representing Christ. Yeah, they're taking Lord's name in vain because they say they're Christians,
1: but they're they're not. So I can I could obviously talk on that all day, but
0: no, I, I think it's great, and and I've you know you know I've always believed in God and everything, and but lately I. I don't have any desire to even really. I don't. I don't, we don't. I don't watch a lot of TV or movies anyway. I'll be in a hotel room for four or five days and not turn it on at all. Um, it just doesn't do anything for me anymore, and and I don't want any of it getting into my head. You know, like I don't get on Instagram anymore because. All you see are half-naked girls, and I'm married, and I have no—you know—it sounds weird or square to people or whatever. But I have no desire to look at them or unfairly judge my wife or any of that crap anymore. You know that that I used to uh, that I used to do, and God is—you know—it's—it's. It's, uh, I'm sorry, my my. I sometimes get flooded with so many thoughts, and while you were talking, yeah. um, it gets a little overwhelming. But it. it it's great when you find somebody that that really understands it. Like you were saying a minute ago about Christians, I, I've said it several times, that I think it's a, a shame that religion is so often what turns people away from God. Yeah. You know? um, because if you do have Christ in your heart and you you talk to Him like a, a person, when I when I pray, I just you know I want to be more like Him, and I never understood that until recently you know i mean a lot of times it was just lip service me talking but now i'm finally starting to understand it i'm finally starting to understand what the sacrifice that he made for us what it was i've heard that my whole life but now i'm finally starting to understand just why he did it and 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 how much it means and once you do it's like it's it's like getting red pilled or something. You can't go back, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and if you sure. and if you do, you're lying to yourself, and, and yeah. you know you're lying to yourself, you know. So I don't know if I rambled too much there or not, but
1: yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that's a hundred percent for sure. Like, well, my question is, do we ever slow down in America to think about why we're really here? Yeah. I mean I, I, from from macro evolution being taught in schools which which will never be proven. It's it's never been proven. It's an absolute lie. Microevolution happens uh, with environment and stuff, but macroevolution change of species has never, never been proven and never will be because we were created um, if you watch just birth and how contractions work and how a mom produces milk <laughs> or the human eyeball, I mean, you can't, I mean, yeah. one cell, there's no way we evolved. It's that takes way more faith, way more, but that's, that's a different topic. I was just to say the, the way the world is set up right now, it teaches us how to get into debt. It teaches us how to well we only learn active income. The more the more money you make, the more time you lose. So that's splintered the family over the last forty years. And um and uh it, it kinda like there's all these like ways that I think our our enemy has has set things up to steal our time. So we just stay sick and debt and busy our whole yeah. life. Yeah sick, in debt, busy, distracted, go, 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 go. And the brain is neurologically designed for deep sustained thought. And, um, I call social media, um, and I've fallen prey to this for sure. I call it, um, you know, getting thumb workouts on your self image erosion tools basically is what is, yeah. is what uh, Instagram is. It's like, um, cause I have a real big heart for mental health and, and,
0: uh, Anyways, pe- people, so... When you say the enemy, do you mean, like, Satan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if... Well, that's
1: to really red pill, some people right here. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but, like, yeah, you have you uh, you have you have Satan, and beneath him you have all the fallen angels. Beneath him you have the Bilderberg Group and the, the Deep State and uh, New World <laughs> Order peeps and this reset and all this stuff that's happening. Beneath them you have... Um, uh, monkeys like celebrities and and uh, um, you know the Bill the Bill Gates and people people think Bill Gates is a Christian philanthropist. That's hilarious. Right. That's hilarious. He said in a talk that he wants to lower the world's population by fifteen percent. Yeah, I've never been in a fight before, and I would love to knock that guy's chiclets out. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm in the health and wellness field. I have I love my my friends that are doctors, nurses, physical therapists. I lived. In, I, I got medical treatment in over twenty countries. Um, that traveled with Team USA. You know, keeping my body together, I thank the medical field so much. But there is a paradigm there that it's business first and a lot of decisions being made, including this year with all the mandates and everything, a lot of it was the opposite of what should have been mandated. And um, it's it's unfortunate that, um, you know, the vaccination stuff and all the, the pills and big pharma, and there's just so much corruptness and it's sad. It's super sad yeah. because... The way the body is designed, the the brain sends a growth factors and nervous the nervous system runs the entire body and, and, and you can become healthy. But they're trying to feed us food that makes us sick, give us pills that keep us sick, and force us to use insurance and healthcare system that is a sick care or death care system, not a healthcare system. Right? We're the sickest country, sickest westernized country in the world, and I'm, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here. Um, but you have to it, it, praise God. We have it if if you get shot or you have an emergency. Sure. But to to live healthy long term, we've got to make different decisions. We got to have a healthier lifestyle. So, um, uh, yeah. Is she asleep? Yeah. Um, these guys just, my, my wife and her <laughs> twin sister, you guys, should, you should get that. Her, them on a, uh, a talk sometime.
0: Yeah. They didn't wrestle though. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> well. But, and, and you're doing uh, stem cell therapy now, right? That's what your business is, kind of? How do you?
1: Yeah, well, I'm just really honored to work with an elite a medical team that does stem cell therapy at the highest level. There's different types 90, I think they say 97 percent of the country doesn't know about stem cell therapy. They know about stem cell research, but stem cell therapy can be done with adipose or fat tissue, bone marrow, and then mesenchymal stem cells from the Wharton's jelly of the umbilical cord, uh, which has the ability to actually regrow tissue, and, and it's it's unbelievable. It's it's where medicine's going, and I'm, I'm really fortunate to work with an elite medical team. and um, And my dad, for example, he. He had bone on bone on one of his knees. He's in no pain now. One of the doctors, the reason why this medical team brought me on, one of the doctors' lives was completely changed. He was 48 years old and told by one of the top orthopedic surgeons in Columbus that he needed knee replacement at 48. He's today, he got stem cell therapy instead because he really didn't want to go under the knife and do a knee replacement. He's fifty-two and does full ghost sprints with no pain. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. So I get to help. We help a lot of Ohio State athletes, Columbus police officers, firefighters, um, and regular people from, like, teenagers all the way to 90-some-year-old patients.
0: Yeah. Does that have anything to do with, like, the, you know, we pay every month for this, uh, his cord blood. We've, uh, we've, I, I couldn't even explain it intelligently, but do you know what I'm talking about with the cord blood?
1: Um, yeah, so that's a little different. Um, the, where, where we get the best, very similar, that's, that would still be regenerative medicine. Um, cord blood would be used if, if you need to treat something intravenously or, uh, like, like Ohio state sends some of their leukemia patients to Puerto Rico and they, they need to do tissue matching and stuff with what we do with orthopedics. And where we get the stem cells from the umbilical cord, called the Wharton's jelly, they're undifferentiated and undifferentiated and immunoprivileged. Therefore, they haven't uh, been programmed to become anybody yet, so they can literally help you regrow your tissue and heal like you did when you were little. Okay. So your how old is your boy?
0: He's two, just turned two.
1: So your if he gets a bump on his forehead, that bruise is gone in three or four days. Um, and if, and if you, if you see an 80 year old that has a bruise on their forearm for the rest of their life, it's because there's, they don't have very nice stem cells. We use 90% up by the time we're 20 years old oh, wow. and then we're, we're trying to use those to heal our body. And if you beat your body up, you you're degenerating faster than your body can regenerate. My daughter is
2: regenerating and rebuilding and growing way faster than her body can break
1: down. But once you get to 20 years old. Now your aging goes goes faster. Arthritis, aging, tissue breakdown, and we just transplant cells that can help rebuild that dysfunctional tissue. It's it's un- it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's freaking awesome. Um, yeah. As someone in the healthcare business and someone who knows a lot about it, what do you what concerns do you have about the vaccinations for COVID and all that stuff? And uh, uh, what do you think? What do you, It's kind of a long question, but what do you think will happen to the people who don't want to take them? If you know, if it becomes a thing where they say we have to,
1: yeah, I mean, from our conversation, people will probably guess where we stand on that, but I would say, from a neutral standpoint, because I always like to hear everyone's thought process, if you are really pro vaccine, you have to understand if you look at any science from any perspective, it usually takes 15 to 20 years to come up with a good vaccine. the, or, or the best type of vaccine um, to have one rushed in the time they're talking about within a year or two, 18 months, whatever um, there, there's no way. And I mean, since that act, I think in 1986 that you can't, you uh, those, any vaccine companies, you can't sue them or anything if you die or have any side effects. But if Bill Gates is involved with it, if, um, and not just him, I just use him. He's the, the kind of face of it. Um, that's not a good person. Um, I used to think he was. Uh, yeah. I've done a lot of research, though, a lot, um, and um, I have some friends that are very
2: high up in the government, and uh, you just have to be really careful. Um, the The mindset of thinking you need a vaccine to be healthy—you just need to actually strengthen your immune system uh, and and become healthy.
1: Uh, to to wear masks and what vaccines and. And, and be living in fear, but then eating fast food and making all the very unhealthy lifestyle choices—that doesn't make any sense if you understand true science and, and health. But from a vaccine standpoint, um, there's no way it'll be good,
2: uh, good for us long term. Yeah, there's 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 no way. But um, for those that don't want to take it, I mean, I'm certainly not going to. Um, I don't. I, mean, I don't get the flu shot
1: um, because that's. I don't know. People don't like hearing this, but that's kind of a joke—the flu shot. Um, but I, I, don't um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm hopeful that that you know justice will prevail and freedom. You know, if and the other whole thing with vaccines, like if someone doesn't want to get a vaccine that was rushed and <laughs> whatever, um, yeah. If someone doesn't want to get that, and you got the vaccine, why are you? Why do you worry about the guy that didn't get it? Because you got it, you should be good. Yeah, <laughs> go. right. If it, if it does anything at all.
0: Yeah, and anyone who thinks that Bill Gates is not up to no good, they should uh, they should research what Robert F Kennedy Jr. says about him and his vaccines and what he did to all these African children and all that that don't have a voice. They, you know, they can't. They can't get on the Internet because they're in those remote villages. And he just went over there and experimented on them, basically. And yeah. it caused all kinds of problems. And, uh, you know, the, the things he's up to, and, you know, he's got a $650 million yacht being built as we speak. Um, you know, he'll be able to sail away on that thing no matter how bad the world's going on, you know. And, uh he he also he also bought
1: like 500,000 shares of Monsanto he he, and and he he's kind of connected to Starbucks in a way but he's really trying to poison us in a lot of a lot of ways and and he's just one of many very very elite and if you have a lot of money doesn't make you a bad person by the way right but but he is a very bad person I don't I mean I literally don't say that I don't like talking about other people that's just a very obvious thing if you don't look Give Robert, give Robert Kennedy a second. He might sound crazy, but actually listen, hear him out. And that's the other thing. If things are wrong, if things are not true and they can be harmful for somebody, why would they need to be censored and taken down? Like what are we are Americans smart enough to decide, well that can't be true or that's wrong or that's a lie? Why are they taking down Prager You videos? Yeah. and censoring Candace Owens and all these conservative voices and I don't care where you stand conservative Democrat whatever uh, um, Republican you know I, I'm i more so for truth and for people um, I relate definitely more with the conservative side of things but I, I, I love people I've got plenty of friends on both, both sides of the aisle but the censorship, and they're censoring the president. They're censoring. They're censoring people. That should be. People need to wake up to understand. They're trying to limit our freedoms and test how far they can go at it. And when you say they, who who are they? We'll figure it out. Look deeper. I mean, why would you? Tim, you're a professional comedian. I was a professional wrestler. Uh, not the chairs. The the Olympics. Right. Um, why would we be talking about this? Why would be Why would we have bleeding hearts that want to help other people? You know, wake up or red pill or whatever. Um, if if they think that they're, um, if, if they think that the big tech, big tech, and pharma and mainstream media. There is not some agenda after 2020, man. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it, they, they shut the world down for something that's similar to the flu. It yep. may be worse. It may be easier to spread. Um, but if you look at the CDC website,
0: yeah, the death rate is ninety nine. The survival rate, rather, is ninety nine point nine percent and the 94% of the people who have died of covid had two to three comorbidities and were of the age or around age 75 it's not what they've made it out to be and it just drives me crazy and the masks i'm like if the mask worked fine but You haven't shown me, and no one, to my knowledge, has shown me anything, any proof that they work, and and they don't, they're not more uh, specific about what masks you can and can't wear. You see people at the airport wearing bandanas around their head, you know, and I'm like, first of all, if this was what they make it out to be, flying would not be an option. You would not be able to get in a plane that's, you know, those close quarters, if if it was what they're making it out to be, and, and, you know, it's... The last thing I want to do is sound insensitive or make someone think that I don't care about the people who have lost their lives and all that. It's sure. just it's just that what they're doing, and, you know, when I see somebody walking down the street by themselves around my neighborhood with a mask on, I just want to scream at them. I'm like, it's not floating in the air. Stop watching mainstream media. They are scaring you unnecessarily, you know? Anyway, maybe I sound like a nut saying that, but...
1: No, no, no. I mean, the people aren't thinking, they're not taking a step back to think, um, well, I mean, those blue masks, they stay in a box, they don't do anything, um, except, I mean, they do lower your oxygen level around your mouth, and they do make you sicker, and they keep germs around your mouth, so they might make you sicker. They're they're not going to help. Like, droplets of COVID aren't going into the air. That's not, I mean, anyway. Um, But someone said, uh, what was it today? Like... The good news, the good news is, the good news is no one has died uh, of
0: old age since March. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) something like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and the flu, you know. Yeah, sorry. No, I I
1: mean, but it's super sad. But they don't. But people don't understand because why? How could we? How could anybody? And I, so I can. My heart goes out to them. How could anybody understand that there are certain. There are certain individuals or, or businesses that actually want to weaken the American individual and the American small businesses so that we need a handout from Big Brother, the government and um, they want to destroy the economy. Now if you look at the numbers of suicide and the rate the rate of the things because of COVID, what have, what has happened? the people that have died because of the you know trying to lock down and, and all this, depression and really psychological warfare
0: oh
2: yeah
1: i <clears throat> the amount of voter fraud i mean again it's just it's, it's straight up I, I tell the truth uh if someone wants to give me proof and prove me wrong well, they can probably find some bad science and back it up actually because uh, science doesn't know what a guy and a girl is yeah it's, it's tough. I mean, you got, you got literally trillion dollar, trillion dollar industries and entities, uh, that people don't even know the names of some of these companies, uh, that are behind certain things to dumb things down and, and kind of get people to, uh, be corralled into certain thought processes and, and divide us. We're not the problem. Even if someone doesn't agree with us and calls us a conspiracy theorist or whatever, guess what? We're still Americans. We're still brothers and sisters. We should still talk. Um, and the mask, and not being able to see people smile. I mean, that's that's yeah. human connection. It's huge. Um, yeah, you need. I mean, if, I don't, this won't people won't see this before Thanksgiving, but I hope people get together with family and just try to be positive, focus on some positive things, and um, it's gonna. You know, there's gonna be some some justice and light that comes. Uh, light shines bright in the darkness, and that's not just a cheesy saying. But there's some there's some leaders connecting. I've, I've had some very high level discussions with people, um different backgrounds, different thought processes, different skin colors that uh there's some leaders getting connected, you know, and and um
0: Yeah. Um so you know lately lately I've uh you know I, I have been better about um I felt more closer to God rather not better but I've I've uh you know it makes me and once you finally get Christ in your heart like for real Like you don't want to lie, you don't want to. Yeah, I I don't want to hate people, um, which which I've done a lot on this lockdown. And lately, I've been like, you know, I I don't I don't want any of that in my heart. And uh, so I say that to say that I just I just want people to get on the same page. It's not about being a Republican, like you said, or 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 a conservative or, or whatever. It's just it's just that you want everyone to to realize that someone they're they're trying to screw us. You know, collectively, not just the Democrats or not just the Republicans. They yeah. want all Americans to be, uh, to count on them. You know, to bankrupt the economy and all that stuff. And and it sounds nuts to some people, but then you look into it, and then the alternative is what sounds nuts. You're like, no, oh, man. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If everyone's so busy, if everyone's so sick and dead and busy and go, go, go all the time, and i got to get my Netflix in, i got to get my sports in, um, I, I like sports, sure. I don't watch them really for the most part anymore. But if you really think about it, if you're always got, I mean, people will prioritize hunting and 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 um, I'm picking on the guys here. Um, I mean, days and weeks and hours hunting and uh, sport watching sports, um, and, and not ever really reading a personal development book or seeking out better information than what the TV tells you, it, it, that's your you're going to have a rougher life um, if not today in the future. Um, So, yeah. So the reason why you you want people to, you know, get more on the same page because you care about them, you want, you know, that they're heading towards a cliff and I mean, they're trying to take rights away they're trying to uh, change the constitution, you know? Um, And it was the guys
0: weren't perfect that formulated that, but I'm pretty sure they had help and a lot of wisdom and um yeah quite a few times during this lockdown i felt like like a character in a movie who everyone thinks is crazy and i'm like no he's right behind you and they're like there's no one there and i'm like trust me he's there yeah like <laughs> you know? the cable guy yeah <laughs> um well uh i won't keep you on here all, all day i wanted to close it out with a couple of uh, uh wrestling questions uh who was the best guy or the toughest guy you've ever wrestled Um, I think I think uh
1: my the first thing I think of is Yazdani. That's what Um, I was gonna say. Yeah, it's funny. I mean that's that's the that's the worst performance I had. I, I I hadn't really trained very much. I think it was my first performance, my first competition back the World Cup, and I got beat really bad, like eight to one or something like that. Um, so I'd probably throw him in there uh as far as that i wrestled um obviously i trained with kyle snyder every day for three years so um
0: he's done pretty dang well um yeah so uh well but that leads me into uh my last couple of questions um when it comes to cox and snyder um i know you're probably friends with both of them can you yeah can you pick who you think is going to win that match if it in fact ever gets to happen
1: (laughs) i probably just shouldn't answer the question that's That's probably the thing to do. I literally, genuinely love both those guys. They both have a faith. They both are good dudes. Um, And uh, for whatever reason, um, again, just because I'm, I'm way less today than ever before. Like trying to be politically correct. So I'll just say, I, I, I ever since I heard that matchup, I feel like Cox, Cox would get him. Yeah. I think I think he's just uh, I don't know
0: I, 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 I but it's just one of those things it's so hard to to pick either one of those guys to lose twice in a day you know or in two out of oh, yeah. three matches but they have to you know yeah um, and I guess it wouldn't be in the same day now they've changed I think, things I
1: think that I think the angles the angles that Jaden um, I don't know I don't know it, I mean It'll be cool to watch.
0: Is it uh, the same answer for Dake versus Burroughs? Do you think, uh, do you, th- I, I think, uh, that's a little bit, ah, uh, this going to sound bad too. And I hope JB is not mad at me, but I, I, I think that's a little bit easier to call. I
1: think Dake, uh, I, I know a lot about what Dake is doing. If I ever trained again, which I'm highly likely not going to do, um, If I were, and it wouldn't be wrestling, by the way, it'd be in fighting or or jujitsu. But if I ever train again, I would do a lot of what he's doing. Um, And he said something that kind of sounded pretty dumb to most people, although I don't, I know what he was saying. I don't think he worded it very well, but um, he said he's getting younger every day. Um, I know what he's talking about Um, his ability, his explosiveness, what he's done, his functional patterns, the guys he's working with. that's, he's taken that stuff further. And I, it's funny. I I do uh, give myself a little teeny bit of credit to actually for uh, Taylor, uh, Dake, Burroughs, a lot of the guys on Team USA, and letting them know about nutrition and nervous system and chiropractic and things that I needed to do to be able to train. Um, but, I mean, they served me, McGriddles uh, and the griddles of Olympic Training Center because McDonald's sponsored the Olympics, right? You yeah. know, so uh, Coca-Cola and McDonald's sponsored Olympics. So our nutrition is very confusing on purpose. And that's one of my passions, too, to help people understand, hey, eat food God made, that type of thing. But yeah. I think I think is going to be really hard to beat. Uh, I think, I mean, Jordan's one of the best wrestlers America's ever had. But I think I, I would have to go with Dake.
0: Yeah. What does he mean when he says, he, I saw that interview, too, I think that you're talking about, he said that he doesn't stretch. What does he mean? I mean, does he not stretch? Or does he do it differently? Uh, I I stopped I stopped stretching in the way we think about it
1: as well when I was training. Um, I don't I can't remember the science behind it, but um, uh, I, I don't really know how to explain that. But I understand what he's saying with that. Like uh, to an extent, regular stretching isn't the greatest for you. But I don't I can't. You got to go to somebody else to to explain okay. it because I I know what he's talking about though.
0: Well, I haven't been, I work out a lot, but I haven't hardly been stretching lately, and I don't know if it's because of what, what he said or not, but um, I seem to be injured less, you know, um, than when I was. So I'm not telling yeah. people not to stretch, but at the same time, I, I don't, you don't...
1: You definitely don't want to stretch cold. You want to actually fire uh, fire certain muscles and let other muscles elongate, Um I don't. I honestly, it's been since 2016, so I don't remember exactly the science behind it. But um, it is interesting how certain things just carry on for years, and you, we find out later that they're maybe not the best. For example, ice. Ice stops the healing process. It's good for acute injury, but ice stops the healing process. Like, okay. I'm not saying like hot and cold tub isn't beneficial per per situation, but um, icing continuously. Is just numbing the pain and stopping the good cells from doing what they're doing to heal. Okay. okay. So icing all the time isn't necessarily good. And I used to wear 10 ice bags after a practice.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to make you um, diagnose me or anything, but I've been having headaches like almost every day for, gosh, six weeks. And I went to a neurologist and I felt like he wasn't even listening to me. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see another one on November third, I just, or December third. I just want to make sure that you know I have a freaking tumor or something. Um, and I don't think I do, but they're on different spots in my head. You know, it'll be on this side, and then it'll be over here, and sometimes in the back. And
1: I don't do know. Do you I go think. Do you go to a wellness like holistic chiropractor at all? I don't. So that's that's a thing. Like since this goes back hundred years, and you'll get to follow me directly. Yeah, in the early 1900s, the banks and the lawyers and uh, so I think it was the uh, Vanderbilt. No, the who uh, uh, steal Carnegie? No, the Rockefellers. Yeah. Rockefellers. The Ro- I think it was the Rockefeller family. They basically funded uh, the American Medical Association and ph- Big Pharma. They got they got they're getting paid on both sides. They started calling doctors that were healing people quacks and taking their licenses away. Um, that's why we think chiropractic is below medicine. Um, the Gerson Institute in Mexico is healing people with nutrition. They, they took their license away a long time ago. Uh, that um, aren't healing people with cancer. Um, you're not even allowed to say that, uh, the FDA obviously we have to use in our country, but they're really corrupt as well. So, You have to see how your occipital joint is and certain things you see in your – because we're supposed to have a curve in our neck, but we text and read and put pillows behind our neck and that straightens the curve and you don't feel the damage till it's over 40% damage and the weight of a dime on a nerve can slow the message down. You can be getting headaches just because you're not aligned properly.
0: Okay. Well, that, that sounds right because the other night Casey was giving me a massage and she hit something and I felt the pain go through my head. Like similar to the to the pains that I get, so I think there may be something back there. So I probably should go to a chiropractor.
1: Uh, uh, There, there's different types too. Um, Same thing, you know. So uh, shoot me a text or something. I I, may want to look. I I I don't trust every single person in this group, but that's a great group called Max Living. They're they're very. They're most of them are very very good. Okay, if they're plugged in, Um, so they understand, uh, but. If, you, if you're talking to somebody that's more holistic, like if you go to a church, it has to be a church that actually believes the Bible is the inherent word of God um, and teaches from the Bible. Um, in chiropractic, you have to understand, they they understand the whole, like the holistic part, nutrition, nervous system, um, and understanding how God made the body uh, to heal from the inside out um, and not just like snap, crack, pop, give me you your money and come back.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, the last question I'll ask you, um, and it leads right into what you were just saying, is how would you advise somebody to start reading the Bible? Um, I, I
1: would, with my answer I'll say as a preface, try to, try to be humble and, and pursue somebody that knows more, you know, that, that has some fruit in their life. If they have peace, love, joy, happiness, kindness, patience, and they know you you can tell they know about the Bible just maybe maybe pick their brain every once in a while just have humility to do that uh, especially if you're a guy go ask somebody else that guy if they're at, if they're natural Christian they will love to answer your question or help you the best they can okay and it won't be them, it won't be them helping you uh, you and I speaking right now' this is the Holy Spirit talking it's not cool to talk with Jesus
0: yeah
1: people people are getting their heads cut off in other countries today in yeah. India yeah in the Middle East today yeah thank God we have the freedom to do that for for now. Um, So to answer the question, I would just say, um, I want to say the book of John is a good place to start. Um, Don't start in Genesis. I don't think it's not, it's not the book you read all the way through. It it, it does all fit together very, very well. Um, And if you find any contradictions, that's actually in, in us. Keep, keep digging, keep digging. It's alive. You could read a verse a hundred times and get a hundred different things. Uh, not different things. They won't contradict each other, but just keep digging, keep asking other people questions that know more. And that's probably anything in just successful people in life. Like I'm listening to people that are financially independent and have been since the 1980s um, with all due respect to my friends that are in the financial services industry that are stressed every day. They make a lot of money, but they're stressed every day. Their opinion means less to me than financially independent people that have peace. Yeah. You know? So in, in, in reading the Bible, just start probably the, in the, Four Gospels and maybe the Book of John um, is a good place to start. I really like Romans a lot, too, but just, um, just start somewhere,
2: you know? Cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's fascinating, the whole spiritual world and all that stuff. And, and and the closer I get to God, the more I feel Satan trying to get at me, you know? And I realize how sneaky he is and how many lies he can tell and how many different ways he can lie to you. And it, beca- it becomes kind of fascinating. Like you're like, oh, I see what you're trying to do right Lord. now. Dang it.
1: No, I mean uh, we can't we can't like end without seeing this this. Uh, oh, I'd love to. I mean, people are people have waited all this time listening to us blabber.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh gosh! There she is. Hey, Dad. Hi, little girl. Okay. Oh, so beautiful. we got a,
1: we got a country um, and little ones to fight for because. Um, when she gets older, I mean, who knows where the censorship might be? So yeah, um,
0: I know that's what that's what that's what wears on me, and that's why I'm trying to just give it to God and, and do the best I can with what I control. But the rest of it, I'm trying to give to Him because um, my my baby was that age yesterday, and uh, I already see him growing up, and I just want to be the best I can be for him. And, uh, she's a very lucky baby to have you guys for parents and, and, uh, I'll let you go, but I really appreciate you doing this, dude. I've enjoyed talking to you and this was a great podcast. Yeah, man. I
1: appreciate what you're doing. And, and, uh, last thing, I think for anybody out there that has, has different, uh, different opinions, um, you know, um, even like, I think I I have a friend that works, works in this, he's, he's one of the best teachers I think that I've ever met, um, he said that when you post things, people are either gonna people that already agree with you are gonna agree with you, or people that don't are gonna be triggered. So it's always good to ask to ask it more question format if you can. Um, and I know for, for you and I, like I'm like, man, I feel like I need to share. I need I need, to, I need to share because people are literally going towards cliff. But try to make it in like a private messaging. Uh, try to build the relationship and build the bridges and build a relationship so that you can then transfer information more one-on-one, the mass approach. I just brings on the trolls and the haters and
0: yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it and, and puts me in a headspace that I don't want to be in. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's great advice. And, so, this- and last thing on that, like with
1: headspace, um, the enemy can only really get you for the most part through your eye gates and your ear gates. So cont- cap negative, flood positive, and speak life with your words. Try to do the best you can at that, and in a, and in a few weeks, few months, you'll start feeling way better, way yeah. better. Yeah. Um, cap what goes in. The, 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 this world will try to program you negative. I mean, in your eye gaze, what you're watching, what you're what you're listening to, and who you're associating with. Um, if I say cap negative, flood positive, and speak life with your words. Man, you 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 eventually become unstoppable.
0: Yeah. Cool, brother. That's it was great advice, and I really appreciate you doing this. And uh, I'll let you know when it's up. I might even we might even try to put it up tonight. I don't know. um yeah, So, cool. cool, brother. Well, God bless you, JD. Thank you so much for doing this, buddy. Yeah. Keep fighting, good fight, brother. I will. You too, man. All right. Talk to you later. Bye bye. All right, everybody. JD Bergman. Uh, what a great person. Um, Words of wisdom from my buddy J.D. I really enjoyed talking to him. Hope you guys got something out of that and uh, enjoyed it. And a phenomenal wrestler and phenomenal person. And uh, make sure you go to MaconItHappen.com, M-A-C-A-N-ItHappen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family? I hope you guys all have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, God bless all of you for listening. Take care. Bye. Do us both a favor and click on that subscribe button.